0: Welcome to Speaking on Wellness, I'm Maggie Landis, and it's my great pleasure today to welcome Andrea Moss, founder of Moss Wellness, a team of holistic wellness coaches. Welcome, Andrea.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you for having me today.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's, my, it's really my pleasure to have you here speaking about holistic wellness. So um, your area has been in uh, nutrition, is that correct? That is absolutely correct. Okay. And one of the things I've been doing with this series is speaking to people such as yourself who have this wealth of of expertise and experience and having you guys talk about what it is that you actually do in a way that other, you know, people might think they know what it is or they don't know anything about it. So what would you say about nutrition if you were... Yeah. yeah? explaining that to folks.
1: Sure. Well, specifically, you know, nutrition in our practice, because nutrition is going to be a little bit different depending on the practitioner, if you're a registered dietitian, um, if you're a holistic nutrition coach, if you're a health coach, there's all sort of, you know, different names for, for different approaches when it comes to what to eat and what to put in our bodies. And in our practice, we are specifically, we call ourselves a team of holistic wellness coaches. We are looking absolutely at what somebody is eating, seeing how their diet is is affecting them on a daily basis, what energy levels are like, what's going on with just their health and well- their well-being, chronic conditions like autoimmune disease, thyroid conditions, hormonal imbalance. We see a lot of that in our practice. Mm. Uh, digestive distress like heartburn, reflux, IBS, constipation, even chronic pain and inflammation. So we look at all of those things in our practice, starting with nutrition and seeing how what somebody is eating is affecting them, right? Finding the best diet that's going to work best for them. I'm a big believer that everybody is a little bit different, right? So my exact diet, Maggie, should not necessarily be yours or, you know, somebody else's. We really want to look and see what that individual needs to personally thrive. Right. But beyond that, right, the holistic part of it, when I say holistic wellness, I really think that while nutrition is a big piece of the puzzle, it is certainly not by any means the only piece. And holistic just means whole person. So we are always looking in our practice in addition to the nutrition piece, what somebody is doing for exercise, right? Are they moving their bodies? What What's going on with stress levels, their mental and emotional state, all of those pieces are going to make up how well somebody feels or doesn't. And, you know, I always sort of joke that, you know, you could eat all the kale in the world, right? But if you're feeling super stressed, or you might be unhappy in your work or your relationship, you probably won't feel all that great. So while diet is very important, and it's a big piece of the puzzle, we always want to be looking, stepping a a little bit further out to see the whole picture. And, you know, I always say we're not a team of therapists, we're not going to talk to someone about you know their deepest darkest emotional stuff that's going on but we are going to ask right are, are you happy in your job are you happy in your relationships what's going on with stress levels and then where appropriate we may refer out to a therapist or to a personal trainer or to any area of their life where they feel they could use a little bit more support to just feel better
0: right right you know i i find this uh, line of uh, what you're doing you know and how you've evolved from being a defining yourself as a nutritionist into more of a holistic coach. Yeah. Um, so interesting because, you know, in the previous conversations I've had with a yoga um, teacher, a personal trainer, and now a kung fu um, master, mm, you know, yeah. all these people that I've been fortunate enough to be exposed to and the work that I've done myself. I've seen this evolutionary process that the people, everyone starts out with this very almost narrow definition of well, who it is they are and what they're doing. And then as a result of actually working with people, you find that there's so much more to it than just the one yeah. thing. That's right. Yeah. And and as a result, actually, the practices become much richer and you guys offer much more to the person that comes to you for assistance.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's really funny. I, I started this practice 12 years ago. And while there there are many things that have remained the same with my practice mm-hmm. and, you know, the focus on nutrition, honestly, Maggie, there's been so much that has shifted for me as I have just gotten more and more of an understanding around truly what makes what I believe good health, right? Health and wellness. And a big part of it is, um, you know, I always talk about the, this idea of feeling good every day. It's just a big part of what we do at Moss Wellness and that's going to be different person to person, right? What makes you truly feel good. And again, the nutrition is one piece of it, but it may be, you know, bringing in um, meditation or more movement or breath work or mm-hmm. acupuncture or massage, right? All of these things that help us to feel good on an individual basis. And, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a little bit different. And then I'll also just say another thing that's really shifted, in my practice over the years is we've really started to combine holistic nutrition, holistic wellness with a functional medicine approach. And and functional medicine has been getting, you know, kind of a lot of, um, it's kind of a big buzzword these days, but really what it just means is looking at the root cause of what someone's chronic condition may be, right? Mm. So again, I mentioned, you know, autoimmune disease or a thyroid condition or chronic pain or inflammation, issues that may be around for somebody for a long time. And, you know, nutrition may do a piece of it and movement may help a little bit, but there's just other things that are lingering. And that's where I find, again, functional medicine, getting to the root cause can be so helpful. So that's combining you know, nutrition with also very often bringing in optional functional medicine testing, like food sensitivity testing or stool testing to look at the gut microbiome, mm. um, hormonal mm. adrenal testing, and it's something that we offer. It's optional in our practice. We never force it on clients, but very often when somebody comes to us and they have been experiencing chronic conditions for years, it's just another really helpful way of, you know, what I call taking a look under the hood and just getting more answers about things that, you know, it may be a little confusing and, and may feel like, I don't know what. Why this has been happening for so long, even though I do eat a lot of kale and broccoli. Right, right,
0: right. right. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. becomes very investigative, and exactly. there's like a peeling the onion kind of th- situation where, That's right. you know, superficially something is being seen and felt by an individual, and you address yeah. it, but then, oh, look at this. What's happened now that we've addressed that? That's right. Um, and it's interesting because the more uh, you know my understanding of the body and the functionality of physiology and anatomy, um you see the interconnectedness of everything. And yes. um you know, it's it's um it's a fascinating field to go into because yeah. uh yeah, it's just so cool because we aren't really exposed to this um traditionally. As kids and even as adults, there's, and even in medicine, our traditional medicine, they're, they're working towards more of a customized addressing of people and medicine. So instead of generic prescriptions, there's a movement now to talk about medicine being customized for each individual person.
1: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Well, absolutely. And I love this idea of what you said about this, just the interconnectedness, right? Just seeing things as it's all, it's all part of the puzzle of what makes our individual health.
0: Right, right. And, you know, we're, we're fluctuating. There's always, I I'll always remember when I was in massage school, you know, one of my um, shiatsu teachers actually said, you know, there's energy in everything and and we know that that's true and if there was an energy the whatever it was wasn't going to be animated it wouldn't be alive yep and that energy and that um do you need to get that i'm so, I'm so sorry that's <laughs> no, okay
1: I, it's like this background on my computer and i just turned off the sound so okay sorry. <laughs> okay
0: all right you know well here we go that's exactly my go. point exactly. things things happen And, you know, it's a really interesting thing because I've seen, and I'm I'm sure you're well aware of this, you know, when it comes to health and nutrition, people get this idea that um, one size fits all, everyone's got to eat a grapefruit at eight o'clock in the morning, and that's how you're all going to be healthy. And as you say, there's so much more that goes into that. And we're all, we really need to look at this individually. Yeah. 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 And the and the energy thing that that this shiatsu teacher said to me was that, um, and this is very much in the teachings of Eastern medicine, that energies chi um, will will ebb and flow, and when somebody is doing acupuncture or someone is doing shiatsu and they're reading your energy, what they're really trying to do is um, it's supposed to help bring the energy that's too high down and the energy that's too low mm. up but it never shuts the energy off it's yeah. to it's bring it into harmony yeah or in our western way homeostasis
1: yeah yeah no I, I i completely agree i love that and i feel like you know it's sort of like what we in a sim, in a sort of similar way in our practice you know we always talk about focusing on what you can add in from a food perspective, as, as opposed to focusing on what you need to take out. I think when we get really focused on immediately, don't do this, or even in the case of an energy, that's a bad energy, this is a good energy. Very often, it's just finding that right balance, right? So similarly, even in nutrition, right, focusing on what your body may need more of, and it doesn't mean, of course, you know, <laughs> yes, being if, if we're being honest, yes, often reducing things like sugar, or refined carbohydrates, or processed foods. Yes, but I find it's much more effective to take a look at what does the body need to start just feeling better quickly what could we be adding in whether it's water or more vegetables or again specifically looking at if somebody has a food sensitivity what is specifically mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. getting that energy out of balance so mm-hmm. yes 100 um, percent, I, I agreed
0: well that that whole idea of of keeping it simple too i think that's really important it, i think we all tend to kind of lean in towards things that are very involved and complicated. And Mm -hmm. we almost set up our, our self defeat at that very moment by making it way too challenging and way too complicated. When in fact, as you just said, it might be something like just hydrating more.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I, and, and to that point, I, you know, I, in our practice we use our clients intuition mm-hmm. so much because mm-hmm. i think we all right intuitively know mm-hmm. what things are we could probably be doing mm-hmm. that are going to make us feel better that are going to make us feel good mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so it's not to say you know that of course we we help support our clients to make you know gentle suggestions and to give you know expert advice where where we think it's going to be beneficial but ultimately at the end of the day most of us know things that we could be doing to feel better things that maybe we shouldn't be doing to feel better. And so one of our roles as wellness coaches is to really help a client bring out that intuition to listen to themselves around what they already know. Mm-hmm. Right. Bring that mm-hmm. out a little bit and then just to help them to follow that. Uh, you know, I always say that coaching is kind of amazing because you know, you're you really as the person getting the coaching, you're the one doing the work, right? You're the one who's going to decide whether or not you accept the challenge, whether you don't, what you intuitively feel drawn to do. So coaching is just a nice way of, again, being a support system for somebody, but but you're doing the work, right? You're getting there. And, um, and we're just helping you maybe see again, what you probably already know. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, I mean, absolutely. I totally understand what you're saying. I mean, uh, when I, when I do personal training with people, I may be headed down a road at that moment that I'm going to have them do a particular exercise, but then I watch them and they're they're moving a different way. And it tells me right away that their body is intuitively going in a way that it needs to go right now. So I shift with them rather than superimpose what I think they should be doing. Mm.
1: Yes. Yes. Right. And ultimately, your client's going to get, first of all, going to enjoy that session so mm-hmm. much more, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're they're going with their own flow as opposed to feeling like they're being forced into doing something that maybe doesn't, again, intuitively feel like the right thing to do.
0: Well, exactly. And I think that that for me, what I've seen um, with this idea of intuitiveness is so, so important because, um, you know, without going into it too deeply, we are not, we're, we're sort of... Um, uh, we're We're not encouraged to trust our own intuition yeah uh, there's so many voices that are set up to go, "Oh no, 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 you know, you got to listen to somebody else or yes. somebody who's got a degree or somebody right. you know who's an adult or whatever yep. and That's intuitively, right. we do know so much and with that support system that you've yeah. created with your practice. What you're doing is really helping that intuition to come up and to be um, supported in a way where the person will become much more reliant, as you say, on what they already know. That's right. You're emboldening them to really understand. You know, we don't teach people about their bodies. And um, there's so much to know. And it's amazing to me that we don't. You know, we don't even give a simple instructor's manual to most people when we're all kids. (laughs) And it's kind of like, well, that would be important. I mean, I get the silliest things in the mail from Amazon, and it comes with a huge instructor's manual, (laughs) you know, and it's like, (laughs) yeah, I can kind of figure this out, but thanks for the manual anyway.
1: Yeah, 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 no, so totally, so, so true. And even, you know, when you're talking about, intuition right so it's not even necessarily but but you know someone may say but i don't know that much about nutrition how do i know what i should be doing? very often even the nutrition about when you have a conversation with someone and i'm sure it's similar with you with training right if you provide options that's where the intuition could come out what you are more drawn to doing Mm -hmm. and trying right so it's not even necessarily that you have to it's not about having all of the knowledge it's just about being open and listening to where you are being pulled to what you are being drawn to do when when being provided with options yes
0: absolutely And remaining open. I think the, That's right. to, to, yes. you know, and knowing that there's no right and no wrong and nobody's right. going to give you a bad grade. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's all, right. it's all good. A friend of That's mine right. who taught yoga always said it's all good. And uh, I'll never, ever, ever forget uh, my first training client showed up and it's somebody I had known for quite some time. So it wasn't an unfamiliar person. And I, at the moment was into lots of uh, weightlifting. And she showed up, and I had this whole program worked out for her, and I was like, okay, and we're going to go do an hour. And she said, oh, one thing, I don't lift weights. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at her, and I thought to myself, oh, okay, so what are we doing for the hour? <laughs> and I had to like pull from all kinds of information I did luckily have, and I created a hour session for her that she loved to the point that she never wanted me to change it. But I thought, well, this was such a good lesson in preconceived ideas and remaining yeah. open to who I'm working with.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Super cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, in this time, here we are in October, and what are we, in the seventh month of 2020 with this lovely pandemic? Yep. <clears throat> Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And um, I'm sure, you know, besides your professional um, perspective, you've been exposed to, you know, the media and how the media is talking about, you know, here we go down this road that we're talking about. This is good for you. This is bad for you. Do this. Don't do that. No, no, no. I disagree. From your perspective, what would you say is going to be helpful in general? As you say, everyone's individual, but in general for people right now while we're still going through this time
1: yeah well i think it's a great question you know one piece one thing even just from an immune perspective i sent out uh, a newsletter this week so this topic is timely although honestly what else are we really all thinking <laughs> about for, for the last seven months <laughs> if we're being honest here right so timely yes but also right it's just it's been permeating everything in our lives right. for the past seven seven plus months and you know my the, the newsletter that I sent out, the topic was about immune boosting, right? And what you could do to bring up your immune system and all those wonderful things. But the, the deeper point was that, you know, what the food that we feed our bodies and the thoughts that we think mm. are going to affect our immune system just as much as the germs we come into contact with. So first and foremost, I really do believe emotional state plays such a big role as big a role, again, as how physically well you are when it comes to the food that you're eating and how much you're exercising. Um, But then even beyond that, you know, when we talk about having a strong immune system, if we're trying to avoid coronavirus or colds or flus or just staying healthy through cold and flu season, I always like to emphasize that a, you know, a strong, healthy body, a vibrant mind, those things are created by the choices that we make each and every day, including the choices that we made months and years ago too, right? Mm -hmm. So all of this to say, I like to think of it as, you know, I remember I had a colleague that, you know, talked about the idea of drops in a bucket, which is, you know, very often we don't see the things that we are doing as necessarily bringing us closer and closer to our goals if they don't feel like really big things. But everything adds up so even in the case of wellness right if you are you know doing your best to to hydrate a little bit more right there there's a drop in the bucket you may not see it but it's moving you towards better health and wellness if you're making you know better choices just around eating lots of fruits and vegetables and fresh food and if you're making choices around you know stress relief right what you can be doing on a daily basis even if it's taking you know, a 15 second breathing break. So when I talk about wellness and specifically in this age of coronavirus and, you know, just fear around getting sick and and also, again, the mental stress that so many of us have been experiencing during this pandemic, you know, certainly it's not about burying your head in the sand and, you know, going, la, 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 there's no stress here. Of course, recognizing whatever stress may be going on for you. But then I would also recommend bringing it back to this idea of feeling good every day. There can be this storm going on around us. There can be a global pandemic happening and it may be affecting us in negative ways. It may be creating stress. It may be, you know, maybe making us more fatigued, having to find solutions to issues that we were not expecting. Right. But at the same time, I am a big believer that even in the midst of that storm, there are still things that we can be doing to feel good. And I think it is imperative now more than ever to connect to those things right. that do bring us happiness. Again, even as simple as, you know, I know I mentioned to you, Maggie, I, I'm babysitting my mom's three month uh, old chihuahua puppy, right? So <laughs> sit, sitting and petting a puppy, right? In the middle of your crazy day, in the middle, you know, the thing, the storm may be raging outside, but there are still things that we can do within that are going to bring us more peace that are going to bring us more happiness that are going to bring us more wellness and Mm -hmm. again i think now more than ever connecting to those things Mm -hmm. is so important Mm -hmm. so when we're talking Mm -hmm. about even something like immunity Mm -hmm. petting a pump Mm -hmm. petting a puppy it's going to boost your immunity right right? calling a friend um having having a podcast where you're doing a really lovely connection um, and things like that those are all things that i truly believe make us healthier that make us more resilient that boost our immune system just as much as as, you know, taking vitamin D and zinc and getting in good omega-3 fatty acids. It's all of that. Again, right. this idea of holistic whole person. So it's kind of my long-winded answer. You know, when I, when I think <laughs> about the pandemic and I think about, you know, what I believe to be so important now for all of us on an individual and collective basis, it is this idea of just doing our best in the midst of this storm, to connect in with those things that that make us feel connection, that make us feel peace, that make us feel happiness and joy as much as we can, and I think that's what's going to get us through this um, physically and mentally.
0: Right, right. Oh, I, I think it's a great it's a great answer. Um, it's so much more than just the like mechanics of you know, get enough sleep, get enough water, it's, it's, well, it's actually very much in keeping with, you know, what it is you offer, and you Mm. offer holistic health. And what you're saying is really a holistic approach to what's going on for everybody right now. And it's very individual. What makes me happy isn't going to necessarily going to be the same thing for someone else. Correct. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah. so yep. it's a great message. You're it's sure. a great message to send out there right now to people that um, you know try not to be constrained by what people are telling you, but yeah. more intuitively tune in to what it is that does make you happy.
1: That's right. Well, and knowing that you have that choice. you if, if you choose, you can focus on those things that are not working. You can focus on that, which is bringing you stress and strife. And again, I am certainly not saying, you know, La la la, nothing's happening. You can be aware of what's happening and you could be making choices that feel better for you to right. move you and the world forward. But that doesn't have to go hand in hand with being unhappy, right? Recognizing what you want to change does not mean that you also have to be unhappy during that process, Absolutely. right? It, it, it could be both, right? So... Right. Yeah, so I think it is that combination of doing those things that feel right to you, that feel like you're moving yourself in the world in the right direction, and at the same time, embracing, you know, as cliche as it sounds, embracing your inner joy, right? Well, yeah. And I think that I, I, you know, I really do think that is what changes the world. When you are nourishing yourself, when you are bringing happiness and joy and well being into your life, that brings so much more power Mm -hmm. to you and what you do in this world than somebody that is is um, feeling perhaps powerless in either, you know, anger or sadness or whatever it may be. And look, there's a time and a place for every emotion. And I'm not saying that that's wrong, right? But really what I find to be powerful is, again, taking care of yourself, finding your joy, finding your well-being and bringing that forth in the world is it's a really beautiful thing.
0: Uh, That's that's a a great uh, way of saying it. I think it's a wonderful message. Um, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So if people, um, are, are interested in getting in touch with you, what's the best way for that to happen?
1: So they can visit my website, which is Moss Wellness, Moss Like the Plant, M O S S wellness.com. Um, they can contact me there. And anybody who reaches out to us, if they are interested in exploring more one-on-one work, we always offer a 30-minute complimentary consultation where I will hop on the phone personally mm. with whoever is reaching out and we'll talk through right what their goals are, what's going on with their health, their well-being, any place where they feel they really need support, maybe they're struggling, and we'll we'll talk through what feels like the best next steps for them.
0: Oh, that's great. And I know with uh, what's happening right now, we're not doing a lot of person-to-person, you know, contact. (laughs) But we have, um, I'm just curious, are you offering anything online right now or any?
1: Yeah, so, you know, it's so funny because I would say four years ago when my son Rai was born, I actually switched to an all-virtual practice. So Ah. myself and my team of coaches have been working with our clients exclusively, you know, remotely online, you know, either doing... um, you know, zoom calls or phone calls mm-hmm. for these past four years. And I have to tell you, it has never, it has never seemed more timely than now. <laughs> so I will tell you, we sort of have a leg up. We've been doing remote coaching for the past four years, uh, very successfully. It's, it goes really great. It works. It actually works really well um, uh-huh. with this work that we do. And then actually, yes, even now I'm also running an online group program, but also our one-on-one coaching um, uh. happens over the phone too. So yeah, th- that's, that's actually been one, one nice bonus about this pandemic is it really does enable us to connect with people pretty much anywhere and that has been the case before but there is now this global acceptance of it right it's been really that's been really nice right it no longer feels weird to do either a zoom call or a phone call as opposed to meeting in person and meeting in person is wonderful and and that will resume when the time is right Mm -hmm. Um, but for now it's just it's a really nice way to connect and, and have that option
0: right Right. No, that's wonderful. So people can really get in there and get work done with you. And yeah. um, that's wherever they are in the world. So that's right. um yep. hoping that this podcast reaches those folks that mm. will benefit from working with you and your team yeah. of people. That's wonderful. Yeah, uh, thank I'd, you. Yeah, sure. No, I thank you for being with us today. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you. And I have a feeling, you know, with everyone I'm speaking with, uh, we will be continuing a conversation (laughs) (laughs) as we go on through this whole process. But it's been great speaking with you today. Thank you for your time.
1: Oh, thank you, Maggie. Thank you for this opportunity. Lovely to connect with you.
0: Same here. Okay. Thank you.
1: Thanks. Take care, Maggie.
0: You too.